On March 31st, 2019, Nipsey Hussle was assassinated outside of the Marathon Clothing Shop located in Los Angeles, California. The events surrounding his death have been discussed at length, so I won't get into them here. All I'll say is, I hope the son of a bitch who carelessly and selfishly ended Nipsey's life gets put under the jail. This episode is about Nipsey and the impact he had on all people, particularly the black community. Since Nipsey burst onto the scene, he looked to change the game. It started with him charging $100 for his Crenshaw mixtape. At a time when Dat Piff provided practically every mixtape for a free download, Nipsey had the audacity to charge $100 for his work. This move indicated the type of person he was, a trailblazer. I'm sure people attempted to dissuade him from charging $100, but he stayed the course. Hell, he doubled down, charging $1,000 for his next mixtape, Mailbox Money. Nipsey took control of his brand, his image, and most importantly, his finances. He famously rapped, Royalties, publishing, plus I own masters. I'll be damned if I slave for some white crackers. Dedication. Nipsey had saw all of the entertainers that record labels and corporations have used up and cast aside. He didn't want that in his future, so he took ownership. Nipsey taught us to never sell ourselves short and to know our worth. But this goes deeper than rap. Nipsey was not just a rapper. He was a beacon of hope. Someone like Nipsey should not have made it as far as he did. He was a prominent member of the Rolling 60s Crips, a L.A. Bay Street gang. He completed his fair share of missions, but he realized that his life didn't exactly have a great retirement plan. So like any entrepreneur, he pivoted. He funneled everything into his rap career and changed his life's trajectory. Then, instead of pulling up the ladder, Nipsey extended his hand from the top back down to his community. He started the Too Big to Fail STEM Academy in Crenshaw. The Academy's ultimate goal is to create a resource network across the country that students can tap into for knowledge sharing and networking. He was in the beginning stages of working with the often vilified LAPD to stop gang violence. He was investing in real estate in his community, spending several million dollars on a strip mall property on Crenshaw Boulevard and Slauson Avenue. That included several stores, including his own smart store, Marathon Clothing. But he had bigger plans. He aimed to work with black community leaders in other U.S. cities to create similar business and real estate hubs designed to benefit rather than push out the black community. He also invested in the youth. He invested in the 59th Street Elementary School in South L.A. He donated money to give each child a new pair of shoes and was helping to renovate the school's playgrounds and basketball courts. Nipsey was more than a rapper. He was an inspiration. He showed us that we can make a way out of no way. Unfortunately, his life was cut short before he could realize all of his goals. Nipsey Hussle is survived by two children and his girlfriend, Lauren London, with whom he had a child in 2016. If you want to pay tribute to Nipsey, don't just stream his music or buy a bootleg t-shirt. Spread his message. Support black businesses, support your community, invest in your community. Don't make it and then run away to the suburbs and act like your old neighborhood doesn't exist. Take ownership of your image. Invest your money instead of fucking it off. Change the narrative.
And we are rolling. What's up, man? We in there. Again. 31. Every week. Yeah, 31. Yeah, episode 31, man. That Reggie Miller. Yep. Eight seconds in the garden. That was demoralizing. Dog, that was amazing. How much were they down by? I think it was like eight. He like, came back in eight seconds himself. All right, so what was better, that or T-Mac? Like 12 points in 30 seconds. Uh, definitely Reggie Miller. Why? Because it was the playoffs? It's the playoffs. Yeah. In the opponent's arena. stadium, arena, yeah. whatever the fuck you call it in basketball, against the Knicks in front of Spike Lee. So he's talking shit to Spike Lee before he busts the Knicks' ass. Dog, you can't write a better story than that. Yeah. Yeah, I give it to, I give it to Reggie just because it was the playoffs. Yeah. He has that, that factor. Dog. I don't think anyone ever topped that feat like in, in playoff basketball. Nah, because it was probably some real hate. Like, Reggie Miller was like the, the bad guy with the whole fucking city. Hell yeah. Like, that, for no reason, though. What you mean for no reason? It wasn't like, you know, no, like, he, was he, was, he wasn't on that team and then left him and shitted on him or whatever. Like, LeBron was like the, you know, public enemy number one in, like, Cleveland the first time. Yeah. He, he didn't really do anything outside of basketball to the city. You know, just talk shit, you know. That, 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 makes, that makes it even better. True. The, he, the man scored eight points in nine seconds. In nine seconds. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, a point a minute? <laughs> a point a second, dog. Oh, a second? Yeah, yeah. No, that, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think another feat would be more impressive than that. But the, but they still got beat, though. They didn't win the championship. No, who cares? Yeah, man. We talking, about, we talking about the individual feat. The individual feat. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's up there. It's up there. I think there's a couple other ones. but I mean, I mean they won that game. Yeah, they won the game. Yeah, yeah, but it's up there. It's in history. That's why history. Yeah, it's up there with Dwayne Wade and his O two comeback. Yeah, Brian, of course, beating three three one. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's one of those that'd be really hard to beat. Yeah, just because of the the numbers and you know the time left, the situation. All yeah, yeah, it's up there. I'm trying to think of another one. Like, where are we talking about it? But it's yeah, it might be number one. I mean, you got the Lakers comeback against the Blazers, but that was a damn near entire quarter where they came back. But that's not... That, and it wasn't just one person. Yeah, it's not one person. Yeah, it's not <laughs> <laughs> like, man, if you know anything about basketball, you understand how difficult it is to score eight points in nine seconds. After that, you got to get the fuck out of the city. <laughs> you got you to gotta leave. <laughs> like, we're out. We're out. Now. Now. Gone. Gone. <laughs> I don't think Reggie Miller gets as much credit as, as, as he should, man. Um, he was a fucking assassin, bro. But he, he didn't win everything. He, well, he didn't win because he was one of the unfortunate Jordan. souls that had to play against Jordan. Yeah. And then he had to play against Kobe and Shaq. Like, he just he was fucked. Yeah. And his sister was better, like, better than him. That's what I hear, but I've never seen him play one-on-one. Didn't she put up, like, 100 in college? I don't think she got that motherfucking wilt, dog. I, I mean, I don't... I think she got 100. I, I don't know about that. It might have been high school. I don't know. She got 100. In one game? I think she got 100 in one game. Does it count as women's basketball? In, <sighs> don't say that. I'm saying in the 70s. Women's basketball in the 70s, that's like men's basketball in the 30s. I mean, we're being honest here, right? I don't know if basketball is around the 30s. <laughs> First of all. But no, no, no. I, you got to give it to him. No, no, no. I, I give her props, but I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. Women got into playing basketball at, at, later than men did, mm-hmm. right? It was traditionally viewed as a, men, a man's sport. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, they wouldn't be as far along as the men's basketball would be, say, like in the 70s and 80s. Now, it's a, this, I think it's a totally different ballgame um, because... You know the the gap is closing. I mean, there's still a gap there, obviously, but but the gap is closing. So I, I don't view that as impressive because what was her level of competition? My bad. She scored a 
105 points in one game. 105? Yeah. 105 Damn. in a game. But, but yeah, I honestly, um, to go back to what you were saying, yeah, hell yeah. I think I think back in the 70s, I think basketball, like we're talking about like, you know, women's basketball, men's basketball, the gap was closer than what it is now. No, I don't think so. I think so. I Athletically, think so. I, I think, think it was closer. So. The gap was much smaller. No, no fucking way. Women are dunking now. Women are dunking now. Women doing that like underneath the backboard, underneath not the backboard, but underneath the like reverse dunk yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, dog, they can ball. Handles out of this world. But nobody was dunking back then like that. People were dunking in the seventies. You crazy? Not like they are now. What? Like what? they are now? That's because dunk. They made a dunk contest, and like people are focusing on dunking. If you were, to, if they had a dunk contest, and people were focused on dunking in the seventies, it would have been the same thing. Nah, hell no, nah, dude. It would have been way more people getting jumped over back in the seventies. It was like five eight. It was like your center was your, your four was like five eight. No, no, man. He would have been on. jumped over. If Come people on. was jumping like Vince Carter, like back then. So you think women are Jerry further Green? behind men now than they were back then? I think athletically the gap is bigger because there's more money pumped into like sports. So the more money you get, the more like you know technology you have. And now with like men's basketball being a multiple billion dollar sport, they're able to like you know engineer shit and learn shit and figure shit out because the more money they throw at it, the bigger the results. The more dunks, the more athletic the players are. Well, women's basketball is still like, you know, they got, well, I don't know what they get paid, but I'm sure it's nowhere close to what basketball yeah, is. They still fly commercial. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think now, just athletically, I think the gap is larger than it was back in the 70s. 70s, like, you probably, like, you know, they, they wasn't doing, like, Kyrie shit back in the 70s. Like, the handle game, all that, it was just put the ball in the hoop. Well, my point is, I don't think women were even, like, really playing a lot of basketball. A lot of women weren't even playing basketball in the 70s. That's what I'm saying. So you have, you have a, a larger talent pool. And I mean, like I enjoy watching women's basketball. No lie, like yeah. I caught a couple of WNBA games. Mm-hmm. You know, Las Vegas has a, has a team, hot garbage, <laughs> coming up straight shit. But I mean, it's like I enjoy watching it. You know, is it as exciting as you know LeBron uh, D Wade to LeBron? No, mm-hmm. but it's still you know, it's entertaining basketball. It's better than watching some motherfuckers play down at the Y. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like back in the, like now, is I just think the gap is. Athletically, I'm just talking about athletically. I think the gap is larger just because of the dunks and shit. Just because I mean, of the money and the engineering of how you can like create a person. Because there's a lot of women in the WNBA who got crazy fucking handles. True, crazy handles. So I mean, the only thing it can really be is dunking. Uh, I mean, anything else they can their own par with the men. Well, even outside of that, all right. If we talk about not even athletically, everything like as a whole, the money that the sport brings in, the amount of people that watch it. The because basketball is way more popular now than when it was in the seventies. Men's basketball, yeah, I would agree. That's so, most sports, though. Yeah. So back in the day, like it's just I think it was, you know, if you just if I'm thinking about all right, so say there was a whole like league full of Pistol Pete's, and it was dudes, and it was the, the women's version. They would be able to do like the same exact shit. It wouldn't be some crazy, you know, big difference with speed and agility and all that. Like back in the day, like people were doing the same. Like you know, it was very. It wasn't as as athletic as it is now, I think. But I think this, there wasn't as much skill on the women's side as there is now. That's what I'm saying. I, I see what you're saying, but I think back then I would have... I think it's... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think back then it would have been easier to watch women's basketball because it would have been very similar to the men because the money was closer. The money was closer. Well, there was yeah, no the professional money. women's basketball league in the 70s. Well, I'm just saying, with not the money, maybe the, the... I don't know, man. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just... It was just closer. 
the gap wasn't as big with everything. Like I now, it's getting you know billion dollars to maybe a couple, couple million, couple million. Couple Back then, million. it was a couple hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand, maybe. A well, couple million, couple hundred thousand for women, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's be let's be honest, bro. Yeah, true. <laughs> and um, why do you think that is? What you mean? Have you not? Do you not understand America's history? I do. I mean, we America tends to shit on the minority or the underdog or the little guy or gal in this scenario. But why don't women support women's basketball? Well, there's more women in the in the world in the United States. Yeah, right? yeah, but you gotta get everyone on the same accord. I mean, you have to gender roles play a, a fact a factor into this, and you know, w- girls are taught that they're supposed to be interested in certain things, and they carry those things when they up with them up to up until they become women. They feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to do something like that, you know, because my parents told me that I couldn't. We are now just getting to the point where we're telling little girls that it's okay to do whatever you want to do. You want to play football? Cool. You do it. I'll support it. You know, we'll get you there. 20 years ago, if a girl said they want to play football, they'd be like, sit down, sweetie. Here's a frying pan. Yeah. So that's why, because I I think it's being fostered more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. But since we're talking about basketball, man, you know who's a gigantic basketball fan? Who? Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Nipsey, yeah. man. We lost the real one, dog. Lost yeah. the real one. Rest in peace, Nipsey. So, for those of you who don't know, which I find it very hard to believe that if you're listening to this, you don't know Nipsey Hussle well, was with the latest I, I, developments with him. I, I don't think we need to do that for Nipsey. What? I think people know. Well, oh, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I think hope so. I, yeah. But just in case you don't know, Nipsey died, uh, what was it, about a week ago? A week and a half ago? Uh, Two weeks April, ago? April 1st. Uh, March thirty first. March thirty first. Yeah. Okay. Um, gun down front of the front of the marathon store, marathon clothing shop. His shop. His shop. This one cut deep, <clears throat> like deep. I don't know why it cut so deep, but it cut deep. Like the long, the more time that passes from the date that it happened, like the more real it seems like it's becoming. Yeah. And like the sadder it is. Because, I mean, I think, uh, what, yesterday or the day before yesterday? Well, we're, we're recording this on Friday. So, was that Thursday? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. When they had the, uh, it was Thursday, right? The Thursday, yeah. Yeah. So, yesterday they had the, um, the memorial for him. They, in the Staples Center. And, I mean, I, I full disclosure, I didn't watch it because I couldn't watch it. I, I don't watch that shit, man. You know? That should have been hard to watch. Did you watch it? No, I mean, I got a weird take on on that type of stuff, man. But. Those type of situations, man, it's like I want to re- pay respects and I don't want to watch it like it's like a soap opera or a movie. I want to really be able to watch and like digest it and give respects to the person since I really rock with MC, you know? Yeah. I don't want to just like, you know, watch and then comment on it. You know, like, oh, did you see? Did you know about? I want to be able to like take it in when, you know, it was, you know, there's no hype. I'm able to watch it, you know, come to my own decision, my own, you know, feelings about it, you know, and, you know, just think about it in my own, be within my own devices. Right, and that's why we waited um, this amount of time before we did it. Because, of course, you have the knee-jerk reaction shit. True. And I didn't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction. I wanted us to digest it so we could actually, you know, have a fully fleshed-out conversation about it. Um, And we'll touch on the memorial service um, a little later because it sounds like you have a a take on it. Yep. So we'll put a pin in that for right now. But just overall, for you, uh, what what does Nipsey's – I call it an assassination because I feel like that's what it was. What is Nipsey's assassination? Like, how did that affect you once you you, know, you heard the news? I mean, once I heard the news, it was 
it wasn't as real as it, as it is now. I think, all right, going back, I'll just say this at the beginning. I think I can honestly and I can say the Nipsey's top five of all time rapper. We can go into a why. We can go into a why. Okay. But we have to put him in the top five. Guarantee. No question. It's why? Why do you say that? We have to define top five. We have to define I the mean, goats. Dog, you the one who put them in top five, so give us your definition. All right, so you give me the definition of your goats. Your top five, whoever they are. This isn't about Randy. It is. No, 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 no. This I, is your I, perspective. No, it's not my perspective. You the one who said this. I, I'm so, telling you why. Okay, so explain to me why, so I can understand. I'm going to let you understand. Okay. Once you tell me, the like, what do you think the goat? Like, I I have my own definition of goats. So tell me the definition, Amari. I'm not going to argue your definition impact, of goats. Impact. Okay. So th- that's the sole factor is the impact. Yes, right. more than anything else. Okay. What about you? I mean, I wouldn't say that. But what, I, what I try to... So rap is a career, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's fair to those who are, you know, good lyricists or good rappers in my eyes, but don't want <clears throat> to be, you know, the spearhead of a social change. Because with, with being a spearhead... Of like a social change or an endeavor comes a lot of responsibility that, I, quite frankly, a lot of people can't handle. So I don't fault them for not for kind of shying away from that and not wanting to do it. Some people are just kind of waiting for someone else to start it and then so they can join along. To your point, Nipsey was was one of those people who was started. Uh, so when where it comes down to impact, I agree with you on that. I can't think of another rapper. I'm gonna say mainstream rapper because I believe Nipsey was mainstream. Where he had a wider appeal than, say, like a Killer Mike or like a Roots or, you know, a lot of these other um, quote unquote, as I hate the fucking term, but this term it is what it is, conscious rappers. I think Nipsey had a, had a wider audience based on, you know, how he presented himself, how he talked, where he was from. So I can't, I, I can't argue that if we're talking about a straight impact top five. If we're talking about like a rap career. I, I don't think his rap career was long enough for us to <clears throat> come to a, you know, fully thought out, developed conclusion of whether or not he should be included in the top five. His debut album, um, victory lap was probably one of the de- best debut albums. I would put it up there with, you know, reasonable doubt. I put it up there with uh, illmatic, uh, like, uh, excuse me, ready to die. I put it up there with them. You know, um, I'm not going to sit here and debate whether or not illmatic was better than, uh, victory lap. I'm just you know giving give the man his it's due. In the round. Yeah, yeah. I give the man his due. You know, I, I I can listen to victory lap start to finish, no problem. I can listen to victory lap any day of the week. That to me is like a telltale sign about how great of a um, of a of an album that is. But I think he was much more than just a rapper, right? I think his his I think Nipsey's enduring legacy is going to be the things that he preached, not like literally preached, but the the lessons he tried to teach. You know, the youth. And how he tried to help the black community. I think that's going to be his legacy more so than his rap career. I agree. I agree. So not but, but. Okay, go ahead. Not but, but I mean like, all right, but just tell me. All right, so who's in your top five of all time? Let's go back to that. I mean, I don't want to turn this into like a Nipsey rap debate. No, no, this is it's not going to be disrespectful okay. or anything like that. All right. I mean, I haven't prepared. So this is off the top of my head, no particular order. Probably got the same four, top four. So of course you, uh, I got Biggie, Jay Z. I got name five. I mean, J Cole, three, four. Biggie, Jay Z, J Cole. 
I gotta put Kanye in there for what he's done for music. Mm-hmm. I think Kanye's changed music. As far as like long lasting impact. Biggie, Jay Z, Cole, Kanye. Probably Nas. Probably put Nas in there. Nas, okay. Yeah. Why? Why Nas? Like, what's the common denominator, you know, across your top five? Like, what makes them great or better than if I were to name, like, uh, you know, another rapper? Well, I don't think there's a common denominator amongst all five. There is definitely a common denominator amongst four of the five. So, Biggie, Jay-Z, J. Cole, and Nas. And again, this list is not thought out. I, I, did, I didn't prepare for this, so yeah, if someone's from, coming from my head, then look, mm-hmm. this is off the top of my head. All right, if I sat down and thought about it, this list could be completely and different. I, and I think your top five can change. It's possible, yeah. Depending yeah, on depending, what I mean, you're in, we change yeah, as people, exactly. right? Yeah. So those four: Biggie, Cole, Jay Z, and Nas. The under the the common denominator between them is lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way they can they can tell a story. Okay. Um, the way they can put shit together, I believe, is unmatched by anything else I've ever heard. I agree. Kanye, I put Kanye in there because I believe Kanye changed hip hop. Like since Kanye's insertion into hip hop, like it's it's taken a turn, right? He's one of those one of those players. I, I believe the other four are as well. Maybe not so much J Cole, but I definitely I definitely believe Biggie was one. I definitely believe Jay Z was one, and Nas was one of their rappers that once they were inserted into the rap game, like the trajectory of hip hop changed. Mm-hmm. Right, people got were made more aware of like, oh shit, this is what hip hop could be. You know, this is what we could do. This is what we could put together. And I, I, like I said, Kanye, not so much lyrics wise. I mean, he doesn't write a lot of his own stuff, but who you know who really gives a <laughs> shit? Yeah. But the he's put together masterpieces. Like when it comes to his albums, when it comes to features on other people's albums, mm-hmm. the Blueprint, one of Jay Z's, you know, most heralded albums, Kanye produced under half of it. Mm-hmm. Right, some of the the most popular songs in there, Kanye produced. Yeah. Um, Kanye has changed how producers approach the game. He's changed sounds. He's always, you know, pushing the boundaries. He's always trying to find something different. So that's why I put Kanye up there mm-hmm. um, because he he Kanye was always a trendsetter. He was never like I'm just gonna follow the fucking pack. He's always a trendsetter. You would hear something from Kanye or see something from Kanye. You know, it could be a fashion thing, and then you know, two three two three years later, you hear it from a bunch of other people. Like, all of a sudden, everyone's trying to sound like him, starting to look like him, things of that nature. That's why I put him in there. Yeah. It's hard to come up with a list, man. We're going to get back to Nipsey for sure. But it's hard because when you say top five, man, I feel like it's, 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 that's subjective. Because depending on, like, what your definition of, like, top five is. And we're talking about, like, rapping ability. Like, just the speed of rap, which was really popular when, you know, it originated. We would say Twister, Busta Rhymes, you know, maybe Andre 3000 or whatever would be the greatest of all time. Because their ability to like actually rap, I don't think it's matched. We're talking about telling a story, like you said, Jay-Z, um, J. Cole, Kendrick, maybe Lupe. Like it's they would be the greats. I forgot about Lupe. If we're talking about impact, then we're talking about Biggie, then we're talking about Tupac, Nipsey. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's, it's weird, man. That top five question is always, you know It's hard. It's, it's always debatable. It's hard. Depending on what you're talking about. But I think Nipsey, all those, if we're top five. To me, would be impact. That's the the highest list, and I think Missy had a huge impact, man. Just because he's the guy, I think the most recent rapper that we can associate with someone that we can like, kind of be like or look up to. Yeah, and it's kind of respected amongst like all demographics. 
You know, it's a lot of other rappers who are great or whatever, but it's like, you know, you they say some shit where it's like, oh, man, I can't say it around my mom or, you know, oh, you might say something where it's like, oh, they're talking about drugs or just something that's like ignorant. Right. I've been listening to Nipsey like nonstop since he passed. I don't think I maybe have played. If I played a thousand Nipsey songs, I played two songs that weren't Nipsey. OK. You know, just that's just the just how it goes. Yeah. yeah, how it goes. And he said some stuff. And I don't see anything that he's like you can you can follow what he said and like like mold someone. Like, yeah. you can, like if you're a young guy or whatever looking up, you can look up to Nipsey's rap and his lyrics and his you know song and his method and all, and just you know be respected if you ever you know follow it and recreate that. I think what the most impressive thing that Nipsey was able to do was he was able to put together a rap song that at first listen. Sounded like just any other rap song. Mm-hmm. Like, got a nice beat. Yeah. Oh, dude, sounds good. Flowing. He probably ain't talking talking about anything. And then you listen to what he's actually saying. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. he... There's one verse... Not even, like, separate verses. But in the, within the same verse, he's talking about, you know, being a Roller 60 Crip. But also, you know, uh, building his own business and giving back to the community. Like, in the same verse. Are you talking about perfect timing? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it, like in the same like god fucking damn yeah, man you know yeah. and he was able to deliver i think he was able to deliver it in a way that a lot of rappers can't sometimes rappers sound like they're trying to give you a lecture mm-hmm. uh i point to lupe fiasco about this because like he said similar things but when lupe says it it, sa- it doesn't sound like it just it something about it sounds like it's coming from your father like, it doesn't sound like it's coming yeah, I from agree. i agree then it's like it's coming from like your friend or some shit I, like this I, yeah i feel like it's coming from someone who read about it not yeah, someone who's been through it, yeah, or really doing living it, right? So, I mean, you got a you got a man who who has a song "Blue Laces" too, which I think is one of the best rap songs of 2018. When he's talking about you know banging his friend getting shot, driving to the hospital, I can't you know I can't stay around. Be, I'm just gonna drop your ass off. You know, as soon as you get out, yeah. your your, your we gonna be that. I got it. I got you, but I can't. I'm not going in there right yeah. now. And I mean, we we have all heard, heard their stories, you know, where you know you they drop someone off at the beginning at the, the entrance way to a hospital and yeah, motherfuckers totally. bounce out. He has that song, but he also has you know um, the victory lap, the the song, not the not the whole album, mm-hmm. um, rap niggas. Like even the song rap, the title rap niggas. You're like, oh, he ain't, he just can't be about anything. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go go back and listen to rap niggas and, and hear what he's talking about, right? Like. The, the the hook is like I'm not like all you other rap niggas, right? Like, and then the entire song is about how he's different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. But if you just if you were just to look at that title, yeah. you would you would think like, oh, this is some ignorant shit that no one else mm-hmm. is, you know I'm not gonna be interested in. You know, you got that, and you, you fucking juxtapose that with right hand the guy or double up. It's crazy the way he the way he delivered, you know, fantastic messages, mm-hmm. but he delivered it along with. Sonically, things that we're used to. So, so we're used to like these bass heavy beats, mm-hmm. um, you know, snares, hi hats, all that bullshit that, you know, that makes like a traditional rap song. But then he's over that, he's laying all of these, you know, nuggets of fucking wisdom. That if you just listen, like you said, if you listen to that album, you can like mold a person. And I don't think anyone else to this day has done it as well as he did it in Victory Lap. And I mean, we talked about Victory Lap on our oh, yeah. episode about you know favorite albums. I think Victory Lap was on everyone's list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Tony had it on his list. If it wasn't on his list, it, it was, was an honorable mention. mention. Yeah. 
But and we we all kind of said the same thing. Like, God damn, like the shit that he's saying is crafted well and is a good message behind it, which is you know one of the hardest things I think to do in hip hop. Now, could he have continued it? Who the fuck knows, right? So that's why that that's why I say, hey, there there isn't enough. We don't have a large enough sample size mm-hmm. because I mean, honestly, the mixtapes they were good, they weren't great, right? I wouldn't tell someone you have to listen to these mixtapes. I wouldn't say that. I would tell someone who likes hip hop, who likes rap, you need to listen to Victory Lap. Like if you like rap, you have to listen to Victory Lap. It, it felt like a mature rap. Like it, it didn't feel, you know, like a I'm in a club taking pills or look all the money I got. Like he was talking about all the money he had, but he also told you, don't fuck your money off, reinvest it. Yeah. Like what rapper's telling you to reinvest your money? <laughs> Like no no rappers doing that. That's why I say, as far as impact goes, I, I mean I can't think of a rapper who had as wide a reach as Nipsey did. And we you know we kind of saw it with the reaction to his death. Yeah, I think Nipsey. What he's great at, I agree. Everything you say, I agree. He's also like since I've been listening to him, like you know, last couple of weeks, it's like, I haven't I haven't even listened to Victory Lap because I already know about. It. I, I got that. I went to like listen to some stuff that I haven't heard of you know of him you know yet and. Every day I find a new favorite song. Yeah. Every single day. And it's like, he was giving us everything early on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Dude. He gave everything he had. Everything. It, it always felt like that. It never felt like he was holding anything back. Yeah. It's it's sad almost that we... I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. I, I don't know if his catalog would have been explored as much if he was still alive, but I think he had more to give. No, he for sure did. He had a lot more. Because his last song, like Perfect Time, maybe not his last song. But I think the last song was Racks in the Middle. Yeah, Racks in the Middle. Not that song, but Perfect Time, it, I think it came out like December, after after Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that like the last two days straight. That's a ridiculous song. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't even want to give it up. Just Perfect Timing, uh, Nipsey Hussle, listen to it. It's, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard seeing, you know, if, I mean, he had kids. Of course, Lauren London was his longtime girlfriend. Um, they were most likely probably going to get engaged or married, you know, shortly thereafter. It's, it's like when I heard the news, man, I was so fucking deflated. Like we announced it on, you know, our little um, on the Facebook page. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw it come through. I announced that because when I saw the report, he had just got shot. And then he also shot six times. You know, well, you know, Pac got shot, what, five times or whatever. So, I didn't know the severity of it. I was exactly. like, six, six times is a lot, but it depends, like, where they are, you know. Yeah. So, and then shortly, like, maybe ten minutes after I posted it, um, or, the, excuse me, the account posted it, they announced that he was dead. And it was just like, someone took all the air out the room. It's like, what in the fuck? Because, like, I think it hurt so much because there was nothing about Nipsey that would make you think like, oh, well, yeah, I can see why. Like, he was cool with everybody, right? He had passes from everybody. You know, he was a Rolling Sixties script, but he was cool with the Bloods, cool with, you know, the Mexican homies and all that shit. And he never shied away from his past, but he told everyone. Like, there was a line in one of his songs. I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but I remember the line. It's like, streets ain't for everybody. Get your grades up. Like, he, 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 like he, he's telling you, like, look, this because I did it. You don't need to do this shit. Right, this is a bad idea. Don't do what I do. Let me tell you what you should be doing. <clears throat> yep. And <laughs> he was on on the day that he died. His friend had got out of jail, and he was going to the store 
to get him some gear so when he sees his family, you know, he can be he can look like it was 2019, not 1984 when the dude got locked up, whenever he got locked up. And to get gunned down, like in the middle of doing like a solid for your homie, bro, it's just that shit that shit was just rough to 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 digest. Cause like when 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 Biggie got murdered, it was just like I, I get it. Like that makes sense because I think shortly before that, Pac got murdered. Mm-hmm. And granted, I was younger. Maybe I didn't really understand the impact and all that, but it didn't feel like it wasn't surprising. Yeah, you know, I for agree. me as a kid. Even as I get older, I was like, well, I can see that how you know shit that how it's escalating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was nothing like there, there. You couldn't. There was no bad words spewed about Nip, like in, in, in any internet <laughs> forum. Any community, any inner circle. Yeah. So when it happened, I was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me, man!" And on top of that, you guys—it's not just some regular rap dude. Like this, is some dude who's trying to improve his his community. Like he's trying yeah. to do the things that we say black people should be doing. Yeah, that's that's why I say he's up there, man. Just because Biggie and Biggie and Pac, when they died, they almost created some type of rift, a divide in the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, in the people. You know, like all right, East Coast, West Coast beef. You know, uh, all type of stuff. Right, right. all type yeah. of beefs. When Nipsey passed, he brought gangs together. He brought people together, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I that's why he has to be to me, impact wise, he it's it's different, man. It's not I it's I know we talked about XX or whatever when he passed away, and I knew he was a younger guy or whatever, but it doesn't it's different. Even though Nipsey is still like a younger guy, I feel like like he's been around longer than you know we've really been rocking with. Yeah, it, Nipsey feel like he's an OG, and yeah. in the gang world, he is an OG. He's in the thirties, yeah. but I mean he's our peer. And, but he's an inspiration. Yeah, it's different, man. Like when I was kind of like you know I, I mean I got a couple endeavors going on you know trying to change my life, and when I didn't feel like doing shit or I didn't like I was like I'm just gonna chill. I would listen to. Like Nipsey was one of the rappers I would listen to, or one of the songs I would listen to, mm-hmm. or, you know, one type of music I would listen to to kind of get me going, yeah. get me in that in that zone. Because yeah. he was just, you know, talking that real shit. That's why I was like, oh, that, that's why it was so heartbreaking when he, when he died, man. And more so than that, the people who can't recognize why people are mourning him so much, because I've seen comments like on social media, people are talking about like you guys don't even you didn't even listen to his music before he died. Like, let, let me tell you this. Like, Nipsey's impact goes deeper than rap. This isn't just about rap. When he died, people learned the things that he did, right? They learned that how he was giving back his community. They learned how he was trying to teach people to, you know, eat healthier so they can live longer. He he was trying to help people raise themselves up. We always use, not always, but we frequently use the crabs in a bucket, um, you know, little saying when it comes to black people. For those of you unfamiliar with it, Crabs and crabs and you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket. Some one of the crabs try to climb out. Other crabs are gonna bring them down, and that's generally what the black community's been looked at as crabs in the bucket. We are trying to you know if someone's trying to excel, we we trying to bring them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nipsey was a motherfucking crab that's pushing people up, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like, like he's you know helping, trying to help people. He's yeah. he's putting a yeah. hand back down. You got motherfuckers who who make it because Nipsey made it, run to the hills, and you never see him again. Yeah, for sure. You know, but no, he opened a store on Slauson Avenue, the same neighborhood that he was running in, you know, completing the missions in. He opened up a store and he bought an entire strip mall, like telling people to look, you need to reinvest in your community, reinvest in your, in your hood. Don't just, you know, make it and get out. 
And then, motherfucker, like, just smoke him out like that? Like, god damn. Man, he's changed music. Yeah. Like, he's he's made, he's come to the point, I think, with, with his untimely demise that if you aren't talking about something that's, in, like, just something necessary or something important, we don't care about the beat anymore. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, say some shit. He fucked the Migos. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that's the first degree, like, group to get this in my head. I was like, you can't come out with any just regular music now. After yeah. this? Yeah. At least for a couple years. Yeah. You can't. You gotta, you gotta say some shit. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even care about the, like, I used to, like, when I, you know, go through an album, like, whichever song, like, sounded, like, sonically, you know, appealing, I would listen to it. It didn't matter about the words. Now it's different. Like, it, I, I have to hear, I have to feel it. Yeah. You know? I have to, like, if it's, like, some regular shit, just, you know, lean and talking about women, I, it's like, all right, man, I get past that. Like, yeah. If cool. I'm not at the club, I don't care. Yeah. You if know? I ain't the club or the gym, I don't give two fucks. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, it's weird. To me, it's weird. I mean, it's weird that he's dead. Like, it's fucked. You know, it's fucked up. Like, I'll, I'll listen to an album or, I'll, or you know, I'll listen to an interview and, <laughs> like, it'll hit me like, shit, I'm never going to hear anything new from him. That's crazy. Like, everything that we have from Nipsey that we'll ever have from Nipsey, we already have. He got something to tell. He got something. To, like, a lot of artists have some features. No, no, sure. I mean, I get it. I'm sure there's like, you know, but that shit yeah. was already recorded. Yeah. You know, so. It, I mean, it's fucked up, man. Like, it's all bad, man. I, I I didn't realize how big it was when it happened. Every like you said earlier, every day it gets bigger. It yeah, gets, it gets a little different, man. It's, it's I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is, but I think I think he had to go. He had to go. I wouldn't say that. I think he. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Not he had to go, but for the change to that he's going to like create. That maybe not change. I don't know. That's like a cliche word or whatever. But I mean, the the whatever newfound experiences that he's his untimely demise is going to create. I think he had to go when he went. If he would, you know, if we would have heard some songs like, oh, he just got on that track for you know for you know radio play. Yeah. If he just got on that, he just got on that feature for you know, we would have got all of that. You know, it's a money grab. This is a you know, he's in the movie. I can see what he's doing. We didn't. Nothing, everything right now that we have of him is pure. Pure Nipsey. It's pure Nipsey. Like, I don't care about anything else. I just want to put my people on, you know, inspire, motivate, all that type of stuff. Well, I don't, I don't think he would have changed because he was the same Nipsey when he was, you know, struggling trying to get people to buy his mixtape. Mm-hmm. Like, he never changed. You know, I, I've listened to everything I could find, and there's, a, it, he always sounds the same. True, true. It, it never felt like, all right, I need to make a radio hit. Eventually, though, I think that would have changed because pressure. Him trying to get to the next level, you know, I think it would have, I think, I think it happens to everybody. Everybody who is in that position to like get to the next level, I think you have to like kind of change your, you know, or not even that. Maybe you get so popular where more people are, are like listening to you, where it's more of a debate. People are, aren't always like really, really rocking with you. They're not like a total fans, but they have a big voice. So maybe they're like, you know, able to influence more and like maybe change the the meaning of what you're saying. So people, certain people aren't rocking with you. So it's a bigger debate on how good you are or what you really stood for. But I think at the the stage that he was at, he was, I don't know. I think he was right at the point where he had no, like no chinks in his armor. It was just, this is what we, this is what we need to do. This is what I have. Everything is right. Yeah. I mean, no, like I said, no one had any bad things to say about him. But I don't know if pressure would have got to him because the man sold one mixtape for $100 mm-hmm. a copy and then sold another mixtape for $1,000 a copy. Yeah. 
What, he had to have people telling him, like, this is a terrible idea. Don't do it. True, don't true, do it. True. Don't do it. But he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And he provided more than just the, the mixtape. So people are going to hear this like, oh, he's just trying to get money. No, 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 no. He provided like an entire experience. So anyone who bought that $1,000 mixtape, they got one-on-one time with him. And they got like a private concert. And I think he sold, I don't know, like maybe 60 or so copies yeah, of it. Yeah, he said 60. Yeah. Well, a thousand joints, yeah. So I, I don't know. He never struck me as a person where peer pressure would get to him. I, I don't know about peer pressure, but I think he, I think he would have gotten to that next level where it's, I think kind of where Kevin Hart is right now. Where he scrutinized about old stuff, small stuff, you know, it's, it, things would have came out. Like Nipsey has more than you know, just his kid with Lauren Lennon. I think he has more. He has probably like four kids. I think. No, Three I don't know. I think he has more than outside. Yeah, yeah, so that would have came into play. Like we would have known more about him because he. I think he was the next. You know, he was he was the next one to like level up to get to that J Cole Kendrick. You know, that the A list artist level. Mm. You know, and I think more would have came out, and I don't think. I don't know if it would have diluted his message, but I think he, it would have been more eyes on him where people would, like, I, if, if I'm, like, it's weird, man. Like, Nipsey is that guy, but I think if, if somebody who I don't associate who he's talking to, if I hear him playing Nipsey, I would be like, all right, this is, like, hmm? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know, like, it would be kind of weird, you know? And I think he would have gotten to that level because any hot song of anybody now, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, whatever, Everybody plays him, you know, so it's like, all right, cool. He's all right. He's, he's kind of like not watered down, but the, the meaning is different. It's not as real. Nipsey was still like still. He was more authentic, you know. Yeah. You know, it would have been for him to go commercial to get his maybe he wanted to go commercial. He would have wanted to get his point across more money to be able to invest and do more things or whatever. So he would have had to do things he didn't want to do. I don't know. But I think I don't know, man. I think it's just it happened for it happened for a reason. You know, it's just I think it was a good point. I don't think I. I wish he didn't go. I, I'm. I'm sad. I. You know. I'm, it's horrible. But I think, I think a lot a of good is going to come from it. I, I mean, I agree with that. I, I hope a lot of good comes with it. I'm not necessarily a subscriber to the philosophy that everything happens for a reason. I think there are random occurrences and coincidences. I, I believe that. Um, the the manner in which he you know was gunned down it seemed to be one person's issue with him um we don't know the facts but there's a person in custody i don't want to put yeah, this motherfucker's name yeah, on the yeah. damn thing but there's a person in custody um there's someone there's a video of the, of the shooting happen and how the news outlets are reporting it is this person um was i guess kind of kicked out of the inner circle nipsey viewed him as a snitch because he was arrested i believe a couple of days prior to the to the shooting and he was released and this guy had a shit ton of priors and done a whole bunch of shit Mm -hmm. so when he got released everyone was like "Mm, he probably snitched so nipsey's like look don't come around here anymore i don't trust you type shit and then comes around and obviously did what he did well allegedly did what he did my biggest issue is like why that individual person thought that was the best course of action. Like knowing Nipsey, knowing what Nipsey's trying to do for the community. When I say the community, I'm be very clear. We're talking about poor black folks. Why did he think like you know what I got? He doesn't want me hanging around anymore, so I'm gonna take his life. Like what is it about our community? When I say our community. I'm talking about black community. Mm-hmm. 
where we just go to the to the absolute fucking extreme when it comes to like any kind of disagreements or, or debates or anything like that. And we do more to hurt like our advancement or our progress than it than we do to actually resolve disputes that we have with you know one one, one another. Why do you think black people always go the nuclear option? I think you can't rationalize the irrational. I think it happens across all demographics. I think it's just more prevalent in the black community because we're more oppressed and more, you know, we're in situations where, you know, eat or be eaten. You know, yeah. it, we're in those, you know, that kill, kill mentality, you know, society. I think it's, I think it's all a plan. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, it's, Everything happens for a reason or whatever. I'm not saying it. I'm not even going spiritual with it. I think it's more of a, a systematic plan to keep certain things the way they are, you know. And I think just I don't know, man. I think it's 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 more than just I don't think it's anything biological, you know. Like mm-hmm. just we just have some you know crazy gene or whatever that just yeah. makes us go off and go see red and go crazy. I think it's more of a these are the conditions that you that we're going to be provided with, and it's I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how to, to describe it. They're but setting I think us it's, up to fail. I don't know if they're setting up stuff to. Yeah, I think originally they did. Yeah, I think it's it's you know back in the day, anything you put like pork. I don't know. I don't even want to go into that conversation. You know, since we're you know I want to pay respects to yeah. that. But you know, I think it's it's more than just. I think it's more than just you know just. Black people killing black people. I think it's more, you know, systematic. more to that. Yeah, it's some systematic thing, and I think just think that it happened. You know, it, it happened for a reason, but I think it's a random occurrence because of the conditions that Nip was put in and trying to change. Yeah, you know, if he wasn't a gang member, he probably wouldn't have been down. There. He probably wouldn't have been in L.A. If his parents were rich, if his parents were doctors in some other area, this wouldn't have happened. But then we wouldn't know who he was. He, he probably he may not. Yeah, he wouldn't be. You know, wouldn't be Nip. So I think it's all a. I think it all, you know, plays hand in hand into a situation. Everything. I think there's factors to every situation, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't, I think it's, you just can't rationalize it irrational. People do crazy shit, you know? And in that situation, that's just what he was put in. He was put into being around a situation where the crazy person has access to a gun who, you know, maybe it did something to him, disrespected him. The dude was selfish, you know, and the dude just reacted. I agree with you. I think there, there were, were at one point um, systemic, like, I don't want to say procedures, but I believe their system was designed to keep certain people at the top and certain people below. True. That's just how humans operate. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't want the threat of competition. Do I think that's still to this day? Yes. Do I think it, it it is as prevalent or rampant as it was in like eighties or nineties? No, I think as a people, and this is particularly about America, we are progressing to a point where the differences are are less important, right? Sexuality, race, gender, all that shit. I think it's less important than what it was you know, even ten years ago. But it takes a while for those you know systemic excuse me systemic. Um, hurdles or challenges to to finally fall to the wayside. So I agree with you in that 
it's designed to hold a certain sector of the population down because that benefits people, you know? Um, and, and I agree. I don't, I don't think this is the, the episode to, to jump into everything, you know, for, for board. Full we can start. get there. We can get there. <laughs> but I mean, when you have people profiting off of every inmate that's incarcerated and then those people are, you know, millionaires hundred times over, of course, they're going to want certain policies in place to put more people in jail. And they're in bed with those people mm-hmm. who can put the people in jail. And they're going to want people who have been put in jail to easily be put back in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why, why would you strip away a person's right to vote Yeah, just because they got arrested and, and sent to prison? They, they created this facade where prison is supposed to be like a, like a rehab. Right. We're supposed to rehabilitate you so you can go back to society. Bullshit. When you go to prison and you come out, like it, it, there's a, it's like a scarlet letter. You, know, you apply for a job, you gotta let them know. Oh yeah, you know I went to prison. I think it's even worse now than it was back in the day. I, I think it's not as bad now. Is because now people recognize. Look, I can start my own shit. Mm-hmm. So w- we have more access now than what we did back in the day. People didn't understand that you can start your own shit. Mm-hmm. You, you can open up a fucking tire shop, wherever, you, wherever you want to do, mm-hmm. and you, you didn't necessarily, you know, have to go work for someone else. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, that's all you really had. You know, it's like, all right, cool. I got out of prison. You try to get a job. Have you been incarcerated? Yeah. You tell them why. Okay, we're not going to hire you. Like, what is a person supposed to do? Like, yeah. motherfucker got to eat? Yeah. I- and, like, when I hear people complaining about, like, people on government assistance or the government, you know, giving quote unquote handouts, I, I chuckle because if it wasn't for, like, the government assistance in those handouts, then. Like your ass would be getting fucking robbed. Like people are gonna make a way, right? Like that's why government assistance exists because they don't want these people to resort back to to, to lives of crime. And like I, I know we're getting off topic here, but I mean you brought up a good point when it comes to you know the system and, and kind of holding people down. And Nipsey bucked all that. Like if you. Look at Nipsey before he became who he Nipsey Hustle. You just saw like his track record. Like, all right, this dude was a member of a gang. Um, he probably did some illegal shit, got arrested a couple times. Like, there's no way this dude can be successful. There's no way he has anything yeah, to say. True. And he inspired a generation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like any anyone who looks at the, who looks at themselves and says, you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm in a fuck situation. I can't do anything. Like, bro, if you look at what Nip did, like, you should be inspired you know over fifteen thousand, <laughs> right yeah. like the 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 level of motivation that, that 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 man should give you should be fucking unparalleled to anything else because he came from possibly one of the worst situations that we can come from yeah you know i i was growing up in detroit michigan luckily my grandparents you know took me from detroit and moved me out to las vegas had i not moved from detroit to las vegas i don't know if i would have been in and out of jail or been dead by now. Like I have no idea. But that's kind of the path I was heading down. Just because of you know, where we live and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know if I could have turned it around. You know. Thankfully they took me out of that situation. That I didn't have to deal with the shit that. You know. A, a teenage boy. in living in the hood has to deal with. Because you know. It, it just wasn't as bad out in Las Vegas as it was in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But Nick went through all that shit. Like he grew up in that. Like he joined the gang. Right. One of the most notorious gangs in American history he joined. And after all that shit, he's telling people, don't join the gang. This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. 
Like from the mountaintop, you hear people tell you not to do that shit when they're in, when they're in prison or you know they paralyzed. They had some fucked up shit to them. But Nipsey made it, right? Nipsey is uh, looked at as like this rap icon, and he's telling you, "Yo, don't do what the fuck I did. I know I made it, but this shit ain't for everybody. And this, this, here's a better way to do it." It's it's eerie, man. When I see videos of Nip, man. He has this one video where it was, it probably was like 2008. It was way back in the day. You know, like, you know, you have like dirty, you know, beater on, yeah. you know, long hair, raggedy hair. It was one of those, like maybe 10, over 10 years ago. And uh, I think it was on Vlad TV. He was doing an interview and his top, they asked him about his top five of, you know, women in the industry. And, you know, he named the, the popular people, Beyonce, blah, 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 blah. But then he also said Lauren London. Just imagine <laughs> how it feels to be able to like, you know, back in the day, like maybe when you're first starting out, you can't see tomorrow. You can't see a thousand dollars. You can't see a hundred thousand. You know, you can't see shit beyond like what you're doing right now. And you get to a point where you're able to like have a baby with the woman who's in your top five when yeah. you were a kid. That's oh, that's a different level. That's I know a, it's not all about, you know, women and sex and all that type of stuff, but that's a huge part. That is. Of I mean, being successful. I would imagine so. Like you realize the dream. Yeah. That's a different level. I mean, everyone has a dream girl, and obviously Lauren Lennon was his. Yeah. Do you yeah. see the text message? She read a text message she sent him. I think it was like in January or whatever. Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was rough. Really? Yeah. It, it was just rough to see, man. You know, I think that that particular part with Lauren um, hit me hard because you know, I my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, like if I was to just end up dead, like she'd be fucking devastated. Yeah. So I think like seeing her hurt made me feel sad because I, I put. Her, I put my girlfriend like in Lauren's shoes. Mm-hmm. Like if I got gunned down, yeah. you know, type shit. It was just rough, man. Like she essentially said that, you know, he was everything for her. Um, you know, uh, she felt lost without him and all this shit, man. And <laughs> it just made me, the hate, I don't want to say hate, but dislike the dude who allegedly murdered him even more. Like you took this man away from. You know, his girlfriend, you know, like you you impacted so many lives because your silly ass had a beef with someone. Like you couldn't accept that he ain't gonna fuck with you anymore. You know? And did you see the video? Like of the uh, of the shooting? shooting? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like he kicked him in the head, like after. Like, what in the fuck? Dog. <laughs> that was just uh. It's yeah, man, it's 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 rough. It's hard to see. But I'm a I'm a firm believer of like I'm of karma. Not maybe not karma, but just putting the energy out there. Yeah, I agree. And if I if I I don't know, man, I can only go by you know what I feel, and I feel like that was meant. That was meant to be. It was too many coincidences. Like it's too many, too much shit was happening. Like too much was going on and like related, and we're talking about it too much for it just to be like a random hit. And like this doesn't mean anything to you know. People. So you you subscribe to the thought that this was set up, not set up, but I mean, like even beyond that, I think it's more of a, a spiritual event. Uh, you know, like I think you made it's him a something. Martyr? Yeah, it's something else. It's something else there. I think I, possibly. I mean, why not? I mean, I know it's it's hard to believe, and anytime somebody brings in, you know, like something supernatural, like oh, you automatically are crazy. But why that's, not? A weird, that's a weird thing. Why do we say that? You say what? Why, why why do we think that? Why 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 if when someone says something supernatural, like oh, are you tripping? But the overwhelming majority of people in the world believe in some kind of higher power. 
because we believe in science more than religion and science is the study of previous events. Yeah. We haven't had any of that shit happen before. So we can't identify. We, we don't know what we don't have any evidence of that type of shit happening. It's true. But so it's, it's unbelievable. It's weird because at one point science says smoking was good for you. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's weird that we give so much credence to something that we obviously are actively trying to figure out. Yeah. And we, we get smarter. Like the beliefs that we have now were totally different than the beliefs that we had a thousand years ago. Yeah. Like the shit that we know, the shit that we understand, the shit that we believe, the shit that we know that we can do and what happened is it's totally different now than what it is then. So who's to say like we know everything that we are supposed to be and understand to be able to comprehend now? What happens 10,000 years from now? If the world is still around, what if you know, a million years, a million years from now? Mm-hmm. Like it might be some different level shit where it's like... Oh yeah, we believe we we know the you know the United States, the you know George Washington, all this other shit. But there might be an event that happens is that you know just surpasses that on the you know the the ability to change society. Yeah, like that was just one event. Like if history repeats itself, like it's gonna be some other shit like that. You know, and the more we do it, the more we progress, the more you know, the smarter we get, the more we understand ourselves. I don't know, man. It could be you know some other shit might happen. So I, I mean, I'm all with that. To me. Oh, I forgot the fucking question was. That wasn't the question. You were just talking about yeah, how yeah. you felt like this was kind of meant to happen. Like this, this, his whole event has a purpose. Yeah, yeah it had. Yeah, basically, yeah, you're right. It had a purpose. So that's almost it. Almost makes it easier to like understand and you know, just I guess cope with. It feels like this is a coping mechanism for you. Think so? I think so. I, I think mean, so. I view it as a random act of violence. I do too. I do too. And it's. I mean, it's hard to accept, but I mean, that's, I, I don't see anything else, you know, that it would be because, well, yeah, you can say, okay, you know, it galvanized the community. Okay. I'll give you that. But at the same time, it, it destroyed, not destroyed, but it devastated a family. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It was a random act, but I think at some point, I don't think everything just happens for a reason, but I believe that certain things affect the future. And I think this is one of those events. Like this is a, a situation where we're going to look back and like this started some shit. Yeah. You know, I, why I, can't I, I we, hope so. Yeah. Why can't we go through, I, I'm not trying to put them on this level. I know it's early or whatever, but I'm just saying event wise, impactful, you know, just events, the Rosa Parks, the, you know, the Martin Luther King, the Malcolm X's. It's, it can be some shit that happens on a, a level after that, that we have to understand and appreciate. At some point, we can't just keep putting those events on, you know, a pedestal, just like, you know, a top five rapper because they pass away. Other shit happens. Like, Facebook is here. Like, it's that's a huge event, but, you know, it's just a website. You know, it's just social media. That that shit changed the way we act as a people, the way we communicate, the Mm -hmm. way we, you know, the the way data is collected. That's a huge movement. That's a huge, you know, point in history. I think we have to just appreciate that, just like we have to appreciate, you know, when things like this happen, you know, Nip's passing. I, I think the difference between like the Nipsey assassination, like say Martin Luther King assassination, Malcolm X assassination in Rosa Parks, is it wasn't our community doing it to us. It was someone outside. Right? It was mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Nipsey's murder would have the long lasting or long reaching effect that, that those events did. Because it's 
us killing us. Michael could, could it? Well, Malcolm X. I mean, that's debatable. Debatable. Could it? Absolutely. But generally, and as you've seen, there's you know a myriad of fucking conspiracy theories out there. Generally, black people don't want to accept that we've done something to our own community that fucked us. Because it fucks up the narrative, right? Our narrative is always we're oppressed. We can't, you know, rise up. Quote, unquote, the man's trying to hold us down type shit. If we look at this honestly and objectively and it's like, damn, black dude killing another black dude. Then for the narrative. So we come up with all these crazy ass fucking conspiracy theories. So I think the lesson that should be taught is missed because us as black people or the black community doesn't really want to accept what the message actually is. As I stated before, I don't think everything happens for a reason. However, I think you can learn a lesson from everything. And I think the lesson that we should learn from this Nipsey Hussle situation is we have to be better to each other. Like, one black man took out another black man who was doing an enormous amount of good for the black community simply because those two dudes had a beef. Like he couldn't take the time to be like, you know what? He doing a lot of good shit. I know he don't fuck with me, but he doing so much good shit. I'm just going to leave that shit alone and kind of move on with my life. All right. I, I, I agree. When I say when, when people say like things happen for a reason, that means that the situation that happened is planned in the future. Oh, you're talking about some, like, some divine intervention shit? Yeah, well, I mean, when somebody says, all right, this happened for a reason, it happened for a reason, that means that there's a plan that we're, we just haven't got to yet. Mm-hmm. When I, when, to me, when I say that, like, things happen for a reason, it's a reason, a situation, a time stamp in, in history that we have to look to, and we're, we're able to look to, to be able to change in the future. Not that somebody has a plan and they have shit written out in a diary, like this is going to happen and this is going to affect that, but this is going to also help this. But then we turn around and we're going to look. Now, I don't think that's the plan or that's that's happening. But I think that this is just a point in, in history that we, we will be able to look to like, all right, some big shit happened because as a result of this. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it didn't happen. It, it happened for a reason, but it wasn't planned, but we needed it to happen. But we'll look back and, and, and see why it happened or I, what it changed. I see what you're saying. I think we're kind of talking the same thing. Probably. Yeah. 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 Could it's, it sounds like we're both saying we can learn from the situation. True. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's crazy, man. It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, it's rough, man. Like like I said, the more the more days that pass, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. It's <sighs> so much good. Taken away, man. It's yeah. tough, man. You changed a lot, man. It's tough, man. But, I mean, any... Before we wrap up this 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 segment, if you could just explain like how Nipsey impacted you, I think that I think that'd be something that I would like to hear. Like he changed music. I don't listen to music now. Like I said, the last two weeks I've only listened to him. Honestly, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the songs that I've listened to, they have been him. I think I've I've I'm not. I'm 95% sure that I've listened to every song that he's put out that's on Tidal, that's yeah. on Spotify. You know, so I think it's, he's changed me. He's made it to, it's more that, I think it's more, it's, I think he just opened a lot of eyes. He, he's opened my eyes to be able to see things 
is what they are and how to really build. And you don't have to do that. You can really grind and like, you know, have your philosophy and just execute your beliefs. And eventually people will come around to you. You know, you might not be that dude at the beginning. People are going to doubt you. Like you said, the hundred dollar mixtape. People are like, what the fuck? Well, I ain't buying this shit. Mm-hmm. But now it's like almost, it didn't define his career, but it's, it's one of those, you know, situations that you can bring up and be like, yeah, this is what I did. And this is what happened because of that. Yeah. You know, but at the moment when he did it, it's like, all right, what the fuck? Well, I ain't working with this. <laughs> you know, I think he has a lot of that, you know, and I think. The more you listen to his music, the more of those moments you you realize and you can see like, man, if you do some shit, if you really put your mind to it and you really, you know, like you said earlier, you know, you come from these situations and you have this around, you can still, you know, shine. You can still, you can still grind it out and hustle and and make it out and do something great. Yeah. For me, I think it's similar. It's similar. So it's crazy. Like when I listen to Nipsey, it's he's never saying anything like new or surprising. It's always like a reminder. And I as far as like the impact that he had on me, it was reminding me of what I can be and what I what I can accomplish. Okay. Right? Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, that's right. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, you you kind of get in this tunnel vision where it's like, all right, you know, I gotta follow this certain track. This is the only way to get to success. Yeah. And I sort of did that with like my son. You know, I was like, I was parenting him in a way. I was like, look, there's one track that you have to be on in order to be successful. And like when this, all this shit happened, you know, and I went back and listened to all the music again. I was like, wait a minute, I'm completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Like there's multiple paths. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like realistically, your fucking uh, fourth grade social studies grade, social social studies grade doesn't really fucking matter. You know, in the grand scheme of things. And it, my, like, attention kind of shifted from make sure you check every box that society tells, tells us we need to check to, one, make sure you know what you need to do to set yourself up in a, in a good position later on. That's the first thing you need to do, right? Secondly, figure out what you like to do and then try to connect one and two together, right? So try to... Be able to set yourself up so you can live a comfortable life by doing something that you absolutely love to do. And Nipsey Hussle did that and then gave us the blueprint of how to do that. And so what he did for me and kind of what this whole thing did is kind of it it sparked or reignited. Probably is a better term that 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 fire, that that burn in me, that, that the desire in me to be like, you know what? I don't have to be like, you know, Joe or Billy or Bob or all this other shit, right? I can be me and be just as successful. I just got to find that particular lane. And that's what I'm making a concerted effort to teach my son is like, look, find your lane. You know, young king, find the lane. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do it like I did it. You don't have to do it like, you know, Jim did it or Susie did it. Do it how you want to do it. And I think a lot of people can take that and own it. And I think that they'd be in better situations than what they are. Like, you don't fucking have to go in and punch a clock. Right? But he, Nipsey also told you that, yo, if you're going to choose this other way, where you want to do what you want to do to set yourself up for a better life, you have to grind your ass off. Right? Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't like this 
facade of like, oh, you know, I woke up one day and I became this multi millionaire. Just don't care. No, yeah, 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 fuck yeah, no. Get there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he got a he got a line where he says, you know, he's holding a cigar up and sweat dripping down his face because the the journey was hard or the mission was hard. I was like, yeah, I made it, but that shit was hard as fuck. Yeah. So he he was never hiding the ball, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot a lot of a lot of people, especially young people, you know, high school, early twenties, should listen to that. And understand it, you know, before they wind up in the trap that a lot of other people have fallen into thinking like, all right, you know, I got to make sure I go to college. I got to get a certain degree. I got to get this job that pays well, you know, and eventually they they wake up one day at 43 years old and realize they're miserable. You know, that's not the life that, that you should live. And I think if anything should be taken away from MC Hustle's life, it's that, that you can achieve whatever fucking dreams you want to achieve whatever you want to do if you want to ride around in bugattis you know or if you want to stay at home and watch netflix all the time you can do whatever you want to do like your lifestyle can be fueled it can be supported by whatever you know passion project you have however in order to get there it's going to be a shit ton of work and you gotta be either willing to put that work in and if you're not willing to put that work in then you fall in line with everybody else yeah i think his I don't want to compare him, his 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 legacy to anything, but the impact that Rich Dad Poor Dad had as an entrepreneur or whatever, you know, trying to get into that mindset and like change the way I was thinking at the time. Nip has done that again. Yeah, you know, like I would agree, hundred percent. It's a different, you know, it's more, you know, it's more than just what you even think. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you can see, that you believe, that you, you know, so it's another, it's another level. You know, it's it's something else that you can do. I don't know, man. It's some. I I don't want to go and say he's like you know some psychological thing in music that he's figured out. But I think is there's there's something to saying certain things and just you know doing what you say every yeah. single time. People they automatically you're automatically perceived to be this trustworthy guy, trustworthy, you know, believable. You know, friend, real, authentic person. And I think he was able to capture that. You know, he was able to like say certain things and that match his image at all times, mm-hmm. you know, where like I think there was a clip of him. Uh, I know there was a clip of him slapping a guy, I think, at the BET Awards. Yeah. yeah. And it was almost like, yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> it's like, damn, I would do that. Even though it's a bad act, you know, you don't want to put your hands on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to disrespect someone you know it's a physical situation you don't know what's going to happen after that you know you want to be smart you want to be able to you know control your emotions and your you know physical force or whatever but i i think it was almost like validated because it was nip situation like, called for it. yeah it'll be like nah that dude is i haven't seen him do something that he didn't need to do right he always like you know it's some like i think he also had a beef with academics yeah. you know and I don't know how many interviews of Nipsey Hussle you've seen, but I've seen a lot, you know, and it's like he never really downplays someone else. He never talks shit about somebody else. He never like he'll say, like, oh, I don't really want to talk about another man or, you know, I don't want to say that shit. But he says something like negative about academics. And it was like, oh, shit. When he said it, because it was uh, he was on Everyday Struggle, academic show, whatever. And I guess they had some type of beat. But he publicly publicly went on, you know, some interview and said some some negative, you know, statements about DJ academics. In the song, I don't even know what happened. I don't know, but it's automatically like that shit happened. 
<laughs> like, I side with Nip. Yeah, <laughs> automatically. Like I don't care what. Like I believe that guy. Yeah, and I think, and I don't think there's a problem there. You know, I don't think he's one of those guys where it was be like, yeah, like we could rock with him. Like, I, like why would he lie? You know, why would he say something wrong and just he he doesn't seem like the guy that would try to lead people in the wrong direction for personal gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, so. He captured that. And I think that, you know, that was just, I guess, you know, just another part of him. And yeah, man, it was tough, man. This whole situation is tough. Yeah. It's making me, you, it's making me rethink like the whole, you know, um, I'm sure everybody's like read and like seeing the secret, you know, the positive energy, you yeah. know, um, what's the other big thing? Law, law of attraction and all that. It's, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's important, but I think there's something else there. I think that's like just a, a, a a sheet that we were looking at, but there's something behind it. You know, it's, it's something else there. And I think situations like this open our eyes to stuff. You know, we can't just put positive energy out there with no action and just think good shit is going to happen to us. Yeah. I agree. You know? I think he's, you know, I think his passing opened a lot of eyes and just, you know, that direction. I agree with you when, when you say that he was, he was always very careful about what he said. You could tell that he's always very honest too. So I, I mean, I have no reason to disbelieve anything he says. Like, yeah, you know, I'm aware of the the DJ Academics beef. So when he said what he said, I was like, okay, this shit probably happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he he ain't, he ain't lie about much. I mean, if you go back and listen to some of his interviews, I mean, he com- you know confessed that he was overwhelmed. How many times do you hear that from like a rap star? Yeah. He's like, look, man, I was I didn't know what the fuck to do. Like I was lost, but I figured it out. And he said that, look, if you're doing something right, you're going to be overwhelmed. Right? When you take on these endeavors, when you reach for the stars, like you're going to get to a point where it's like, oh shit, what have I got myself into? <laughs> yeah. And hearing that from someone who's so successful is like a reassuring thing. Because, you know, like I stated earlier, you know, we haven't, obviously we have an endeavor, we got this fucking podcast going. Exactly. Yeah. And there's times where I get overwhelmed, I'm like, fuck. Uh, shit, what fuck, what am I supposed to do next? You know? And hearing it from someone who, in my eyes, you know, has it all together to say, like, I had no fucking idea what I was supposed to do, but I figured it out. Yeah, I was overwhelmed. It's reassuring. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and he didn't have to say that. He could have he could have played it fucking cool. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I, I no big deal. Yeah. You know, it's part of being a boss or whatever. I knew this would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever fucking, you know, uh line you want to throw in at that point but he was honest yeah you know he said i didn't know if i was gonna make it he said and he's <laughs> and he also said the only reason why he made it is because he didn't quit yeah like and that's something people need to hear like he said i didn't have answers right it wasn't like i knew i was gonna be a success he never said that he's like look i just didn't give up like i liked what i was doing I'll listen to my shit. Objectively, I liked it compared to other people's stuff. He's like, I think I'm saying something here, so I'm going to keep going. And and he thought about quitting multiple times. He said, I just didn't give up. And he himself said the only difference between him and someone who didn't get get that level of stardom or that level of fame or that level of success is he didn't quit and the other person did. And I don't know how you don't hear that fucking interview. And get motivated to do whatever endeavor you want to do in your life. Like if, bro, if you don't get motivated from hearing Nipsey Hussle saying, the only reason I'm here is because I didn't quit, you probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 100%. You're clinically dead if you don't get motivated from hearing oh, yeah. someone who became a, a superstar rapper 
say the only reason he's a superstar rapper is because he didn't quit. Yeah, man. He said another line. He said in another song that I'm listening to, I think it was Perfect Time. I'm pretty sure it is. He said, Perfect timing sometimes sometimes feels like I'm too late. Yeah. But he also said, if I don't make it, I'm gonna snatch a chain. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's hard, man. That's I don't know, man. It's a different level, man. I think he's Yeah, man, I don't know. I'll put him up in my top five, guaranteed, easily. I might even Tupac is my guy, but I might have to knock him out. I, I might just do that because of the impact that he's had in my life in this passing or whatever. Like you said earlier, Tupac, you know, we were younger. Yeah. It was, you know, you know, middle school, grade school or whatever. Elementary, I probably, in 1996, yeah, elementary. Elementary. So, yeah, we weren't really aware of the dynamics of, you know, the impact and the situation did. and blah, 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 blah. And Tupac was 25. Yeah. He wasn't at his peak. He might not have been at the, you know, the, the intellect that he was eventually going to get to. Nipsey was 33 when he passed. Yeah. So we've seen an older, a more mature situation you know, from a person, yeah. you know, so we said more and I don't know, man, it's up there, man. It's tough. It's tough. Every day is tough, but I feel like it's a lot of, a lot of good is going to come from it. You know, it's, it's, I watched, you know, Joe Budden podcast and they've been talking about it ever since it happened, you know, so mm-hmm. it's impact. And they're, they're strictly hardcore New York. Yeah. You know, and they're paying the respects, you know, that they were saying like, they've been listening to Nip the whole time or whatever. So I think it's, it's, a lot of good is going to, going to come from it. You know, it's going to bring the coach together, the games together, people together. You know, I think it's just going to be a, eventually we're going to look back on this and be like, yeah, a lot of good shit happened from this, you know, that needed to happen. It sucks. We wish it didn't happen. It shouldn't have happened, but it needed to happen. Because it brings people together. To be you know, birth so much other good shit. Hopefully. I hope so. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope we don't go back to the same old shit we were doing before. You know, yeah. after after it all wears off. Yeah, I hope not. It's that'll be a waste. Yeah, I would agree. That'll be a waste, but I don't think we've seen anything like this before. Like, so I think it's good, man. I think it's I think it's another level. I think this is a important point. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Yep. Now, some other shit has happened this week, but I don't I, I don't want to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. So we aren't. So we're gonna wrap this bitch up. Yep. I think we should end with Nip. Out of, out of respects to him and what he's done. And if you want the our opinions of you know what's what's been going on you know over the past week, then listen to the to, to the next episode. There'll be another one. But out of respect to Nip, his family, and everything he's done, I think we should probably wrap it up right here for this episode. Yeah, I believe so. I, so. This is a good point. Yeah. So where can they find you? Um, before we get to that, man, I think we're going to shoot this one out to all social media platforms. And I think I think we should incorporate. I've been looking at like a lot of other like, you know, situations, you know, entertainment channels. And I, they always have like some type of like, you know, incentive to like do certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think if we what if we did like a situation where. We pick a random share, like when we post this to Facebook or whatever, whoever shares the video will pick, you know, one of the shares and we give them like, you know, some type of gift card. I'm fine with that. You know, we email them and they're able to like, you know, ask us a question that we answer or a topic or introduce a topic or, you know, some type of giveaway, man. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. We don't have to rock with it now, but I think that's something we should, you know, incorporate eventually, you know. I mean, we we can do with this one. I don't care. Yeah. So what are the terms? 
Let's do um just share this video when we post it to Facebook. This video? Oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> share this when we post it to Facebook. Um anywhere, you know, share it or whatever. If you share it to SoundCloud, I'm not sure how that works. If we can like, you know, really find out, but definitely on Facebook, we'll be like, you know, take a look at the shares and really pick those out. You know, we can have some type of giveaway, man. I guess we'll determine the prize in a future date, you know, when we talk about it, whatever off off air. But yeah, some some type of giveaway, man. Just so people share it out or whatever, get it out there, man. Just more awareness. You know, I think this is one that a conversation that a lot of people would like to hear and, you know, talk about and this is it's a big topic, but it's not like you said earlier, man, we didn't release it in the masses, you know, with the masses. No. You know? And I think the reason why we didn't do it is because I wanted us to digest it. Yeah. For sure. I, I didn't want the knee jerk reaction. Yeah. You know, so we had the the uh the fun nineties wrestling episode, you know, previously in between, you know, when it happened. And people were asking me about it, yo, y'all gonna talk about nips and all this. I said, yes, in due time. Like we're gonna do it, but I want to make sure we can have like fully developed thoughts. Because if we recorded, you know, Sunday night when it when it happened, it would have been like straight emotion, right? Hundred percent. I don't think it would have been as as good or as thoughtful, you know, as we were able to to express today. So that's that's why I wanted to wait. Um, I think we. We didn't talk about when we were going to release it or talk about it yeah. or whatever, really. But I think we were thinking about the same idea. Mm-hmm. The same, you know, with the whole funeral thing. I don't like to watch the shit with everybody else, you know. Let me watch it later. I yeah. think the whole, you know, we're on the same wavelength with that. And that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. So, you wanted... Uh, we put a pen in. I forgot to fucking take the pen out. So, you wanted to talk about the his memorial service. Oh, I just haven't seen it yet. You know, like oh, okay. those type of situations. I'm just, I'm just going to wait to watch, you know, just like, you know, we didn't talk about Nip when it first happened. Yeah. I'd rather wait and watch that situation just later on so I can really, you know, digest it and take it in without other outside influences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get you. I, I couldn't watch it either, man. Like, it was just, it was too raw for me to watch it at that point. I was like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, you know, um, especially having a son and, you know, having a, a girlfriend. It's it's rough to think what they would be going through. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if I saw the memorial service, then I would immediately, like, oh, shit, this is what they would be going through. Yeah. And, you know, I just didn't, I, I, I just didn't want to, I, I couldn't do it. I don't say I didn't, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't want to do it. I couldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I didn't want to experience those emotions at that point. True. Um, so, yeah, man, let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, they can find me. Let's do, um, Let's do the website, man. Let's do the wolfticketsexperience.com. Um, our social medias are there, our Instagram, our Twitter that we're active on, Facebook that we're active on. They're there. You can also, there's an email link where you can email us directly. We'll, you know, constantly read your emails and, you know, respond and all that stuff, man. But yeah, the wolfticketsexperience.com, you know, browse around. All the podcasts are there. You yeah. know, you know, every single one we've ever done, they're there, listed, posted. Um, yeah, man, we just trying to build that up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you email us, I guarantee we'll read it for sure. Guarantee, guarantee we'll read it. Can't guarantee we'll talk about it, but I guarantee we'll read it. Yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes, sometimes we get duplicates. You know, it's like, all right, we're already going to talk about this, so yeah. you know, not really, a, not really a thing. But I, I, I guarantee, we, you know, we'll read Check it. it. We'll shout you out. Fuck it, whatever. Um, well, me, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Mister Westbrook Three. On Twitter, are you Randy too? And of course, the Facebook page, The Wolf Tickets Experience. Yeah, man, man, that's it. Appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, 
if you listen to this episode, then I, I'm assuming Nipsey Hussle, Hussle, Nipsey, <laughs> Nipsey Hussle uh, meant something uh, to you. You know, it, he may or may not been as impactful in your life as he was in ours. Uh, but we had to do this. You know, we had to pay the man respect yeah. uh, because of everything he did. So. Yeah, appreciate you, you listening. Yeah, for sure. If you see this episode posted anywhere, or if you go to the website, let us know if there's anything we missed it. You know, or what he just let us know what he meant to you. You know, that'd be kind of dope to see like a different perspective. You know, maybe outside of ours that you know yeah. what they what he did and what he influenced. But yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for watching this episode, man. This is a tough one. And we're out.